0: Good morning, Billabong! Good morning, it's 10.02, so we're going to get started. As you can see up there on the screen, there's another church currently worshipping, okay? That is South Mandurie United Church, who we are going to be kind of weirdly joining up with this morning. They are going to be, or Yoi is going to be preaching at their church live, and then streaming to us. And so that is going to be starting in about 2 minutes and 34 seconds, but it might be extended by a little bit. Um, So... Welcome to Billabong, welcome this morning, I hope you're all doing well. I think we're now going to use up the last minute, if you want to turn to someone around you or someone next to you, whilst we wait for these guys to get themselves sorted, and I want you to ask the question of a person around you, what is your favourite Bible story? Okay? What is your favourite Bible story and why? We're now about to go live, so, all right. Welcome to Billabong Congregation. Thank you for joining us this morning. It's great to to have you with us um, as we together share uh, from God's Word and we hear Yoi share with us this morning. Um, Right now we're going to hear uh, Pauline, who's going to come and share with us today's Bible reading from from Joshua chapter 3. Good morning everyone. Our reading today is Joshua 3 verses 1 to 11, crossing the Jordan. Sure. Okay. Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Smithon and went to Jordan, where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went through the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priests, carry it. You, You are to move out from the position and follow it. Then you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance of about 2,000 cubits before you and the ark. Do not go near it. Joshua told the people, Consecrate consecrate yourself, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Joshua said to the priests, Take up the ark of the covenant and pass on to the people. So they took it up and went ahead of them. And the Lord said to Joshua, Today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of Israel. So they may know that I'm with you as I was with Moses. Tell the priests who carry the ark of the covenant. when you reach the edge of the Jordan waters, go and stand in the river. Joshua said to the Israelites, come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. This is how you will know that the Living God is among you and that you will be certain certainly drive, uh, drive out before you the Canaanites, the Etes, the Evites, the Perizzites, the Gerizians, the Amorites, and the Jebusites. See the ark of the covenant of the Lord. Of all the earth will go into the Jordan you. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, Yo. All right, I'm just going to pray for Yo as he comes to, to share God's word with us this morning. Lord, we praise you and thank you for our brother Yo uh, for his willingness to come and share share with us this morning. Lord, we ask that as he opens your word to us this morning, that you would speak to him, you would speak to us through him, um, that your word may, may um, dwell in us richly. We
1: Bless your now and all his words. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Andrew. Good morning again. Hi, Billabong. Uh, it's good to, have the, to return the favor from that side to here and from here to there. Isn't that wonderful that the church of the living God is not anymore bound by distance and this is the morning that we are grateful and the word of God says that this is the day that the Lord has made and our duty is what? To rejoice and be glad in it. Now this morning I want to share with you the the, the passage uh, that we just read in Joshua chapter 3. Now I, I'm a little bit uh, kind of uh, uh, we, I move here and there because I think I, I need this uh, so that I would not be lost in my in my preaching this morning. And um, this morning we will continue the series of Joshua, and we are going to talk about crossing over. I think it's important for us to, because God has a promises for every single one of us, isn't it? In fact, God's promises to us are yes and amen. That's the promises that God has given us, and. As it were, we also have a promised land like like the Israelites and Joshua. God made a covenant, a promise to them that they're going to cross over. So this morning, I don't know what kind of promises that you hold on to God. And even this church and our church and uh, our congregation in Bilabong, God has given us a promises, isn't it? In fact... He gave a universal, a corporate promise to us as a church. He says, I will build my church, and the gates of hell could not, cannot prevail against it. So this is the promises that God has given us, the covenant that God has for us and with us, isn't it? Even the Israelite has a covenant, an Abrahamic covenant, that God will bring them to the promised land. But because of disobedience, what happened? they were in the wilderness for 40 years isn't that kind of a picture of our journey here sometimes god has given us a promises a promised land but somehow we felt that we are somewhere in the wilderness now sometimes we don't feel it in australia because our wilderness here is such a beautiful place but if you go to israel and walk in this wilderness it's really a terrible place because it's dry, nothing, no life around. It's a wilderness, and sometimes we felt in our life, in our journey, on going to that promised land, to cross over to that promised land, is kind of a feeling like a, a feeling of journeying into a wilderness, a dry and parched land. But this morning, thank God, because, uh, as uh, as the previous speaker shared about three days when they were walking towards that journey supposed to be in the world, into the promised land. They were all complaining. But today, when, when we look at uh, uh, Joshua chapter 3, this is this such a wonderful significance of the three days. In fact, there are threes that has been, there's a powerful significance in the biblical numbers about three. Three is a, is a number of a new beginning. The new beginning for the people of the Lord, for Israel, for Joshua to fulfill and to walk and enter into the promised land. In spite of that 40 years of experience, God has given them another opportunity, a new beginning as it were. Isn't that wonderful? That every time God will give us a new beginning, a new beginning in our life. In Joshua here, number three says this, a new beginning. You know, I was reading this and I wonder what in the world, 40 years they've been traveling around and wondering, why why did God still ask them to wait at the bank of the river and camp there for three days? Isn't that unfair? For 40 years I've been kind of running around in the bush or running around literally in the wilderness, but yet you want me to wait another three days, which I could already seen behind this river, is my promised land. Isn't that very familiar in, our, familiar in our journey in life? Sometimes we can almost grasp the promises of God, isn't it? And that promised land that God has promised us to, But yet God says, wait. Three days more, three days more. It's very important, number one, because I believe, as I read this scripture, he, Joshua was asked by the Lord and told by God and said, Joshua, three days, I want you, number one, to wait for my prophetic word, for the word of the Lord. Now, most of the time, when we, when we journey in life, when we journey to cross over to our promised land, We run ahead of God. We don't want to wait for the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord is very important for us. You know why? Because Joshua, in this passage, he sought the Lord. Because he wants to wait for the word of the Lord. It's important to wait for the word of the Lord. Because the word of the Lord is our what? Our guide. The one that will lead us to that promised land that God has given us. There are so many words that we could hear all over the world, isn't it? Everywhere, in fact. That's why Joshua was, asked by, was told by the Lord to wait for his word. Now, it's very important for us as a believer to wait for the word of the Lord. In fact, in, in John God says that we have, John chapter 5, verse 19, that we have to wait because the word of the Lord, because we have been given an opportunity to hear the voice of the Lord. He says, my sheep hears my voice and I know them and they will follow me. It's important to hear the word of the Lord, to wait for the word of the Lord, because it is important after we hear the word of God, the word of the Lord, to obey the word, isn't it? It's not enough for us to hear the word and to have the word of the Lord, but to obey the word. I believe that was the problem of the Israelite. They hear the word of the Lord. They have heard it. said, go to the promised land. But they were not willing to obey. They were complaining. They were murmuring. This is why you, you, you took us out from that place, which is a lot of uh, garlics and all the spices. And you led us to this wilderness. It was supposed to be an easy 11 days journey to reach. It turned out to be 40 years. Isn't that wonderful? Disobedient. Oh, not wonderful. It's It's dreaded, isn't it? If we don't obey God, from 11 days to become 40 days of suffering in the wilderness. We need to hear the word of the Lord. For Joshua and for the Israelites, it is so uh, important for them to hear the word of the Lord. Why? Even though they can see the promised land at the end of the river, there are still wilderness to conquer, isn't it? Forty years, if you are used to it, you feel that you are still not going to be able to enter into the promised land because you are used and this, you are now being uh, used to the life of wilderness for 40 years. So you're going to hear the word of the Lord so that you can conquer that experience, that journey of wilderness. Isn't that true that in our lives sometimes when we are, we are accustomed with some things, we don't feel like we are moving on, we're going to move on to the life that God has given us? Isn't it? Even if God has given us that promised land, sometimes we're still staying in the place of, and an, an a mindset of, I'm still in the wilderness. I'm empty. I have nothing. I have no friends. I have no one in life. Yet God has already brought you to that promised land. We need to hear the word of the Lord because there are still wilderness to conquer. There's still a war to be won. That, even though Joshua can see the promised land, he, uh, he is aware that there is still an enemy there, a war to be won, isn't it? There were still these people called the, the, the Imims. Their names is uh, Imims. They are the descendants of Anak. They are giants in the promised land, isn't it? It says there's still a war to be won. That's why you need to hear the word of the Lord. Because it's not easy, if you go into the promised land without recognizing that there's still war, you're going to be slaughtered, isn't it? But because there is the word of the Lord, Joshua received the word of the Lord after three days in waiting at the bank of the river. There are still worries to overcome. Just imagine 40 years and you have the whole nation behind you to cross over. I don't know whether if you are joshua i think i will worry too the, i will be worried about resettlement i'll be worried about provision isn't it i'll be worried about the protection how can i protect this whole nation behind me i'm the leader i'm gonna grow and cross over lead them to the promised land and yet i still have to settle all these things you need the word of the lord but yet The Lord promises to us that the word of God, the Bible, has all the answers that we need. Isn't it? This book has all the answers that we need. To settle, we need the word of God. Because all the promises of God is is here. It says, if you seek me, you'll find me. If you seek me first, I will give you everything that you need. Matthew 6.33, isn't it? So we need the word of the Lord. The the provision is here. The protection. Yes, God says, I will protect you. I will go with you. In fact, uh, David, uh, uh, Moses realizes, God, if you're not going with me, I will not go anywhere. We need to wait for the word of the Lord, as it were. The prophetic word of the Lord. And I believe God has spoken to you. There is a word for you as a church or for your life as an individual. Isn't it? He has spoken. We need to wait for the Lord. Or maybe we just need to obey the word of the Lord that has has been given to us and been released to us. Not only that, that there is to wait the prophetic word or the word of the Lord. Secondly, I believe that Joshua needs to wait at the bank of the river for three days because God will need to give them the prescribed order. There's a prescription for him to enter into the promised land. There's a prescribed order. He says, camp, wait for me. Seek me first. Seek me for my word, for my order. And then after seeking, when God has spoken to Joshua, he has given the command. There was a command. This is the command. He said, set it, set out. But first he said this is the prescribed order you are gonna let the priest carry the ark of the covenant and then you choose the 12 priest a uh, person the priest on your tribe and let them carry the ark of the covenant and then they said he comm- he asked the people to commence where they are to follow the ark of the covenant. It was the prescribed order. I believe with all my heart that if we want to conquer and dwell in our promised land, we need to follow God's order. Amen? There is an order that God wants us to, and that is to carry the Ark of the Covenant. What does it mean when you carry the Ark of the Covenant or the priest? There is the one that will lead us into a procession of worship and glorifying God and lifting up the name of Jesus. There is the grace and the mercy of God that leads us there, but we need to follow that order. There is a covenant of God in our lives and in our church that we need to follow. The Ark of the Covenant signifies that there is the grace and the mercy of God that the priest will carry with them. Now, not only that he says, you have to commence, but I want you to remember that I have a covenant with you. I will build my church and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. I have a covenant with you. God has a covenant with them, that God will bring them to the promised land, isn't it? But he says, here it is. I want the priest to move first, you follow. And then he says, there is a distance that you have to maintain. I was reading it and I said, why in the world do you need a distance? What if they will be lost somewhere, it's, it's important actually. Because if, he, if the twelve uh, priests carry the Ark of the Covenant, if they will not be able to see the direction of this priest that's carrying the Ark of the Covenant, they will be lost. They probably will go back to the wilderness because they are used to it for 40 years. So they have to follow, there is a prescribed order, he says, follow the leading as it were of the Lord, the priest, the servant of the Lord. There must be a direction, a unity towards that goal, to cross over. And not only that, he says, maintain the the space, observe the space of the distance, about half a mile it says to see because we, I want you to see the direction and not only the direction, I want you to see the presence of God leading towards that promised land when you cross over. So the direction, the space will be able us to see and to see the direction where they're going, right? Now is it sometimes sad to know that God has appointed us some of the priests in our midst, the people that leads us into this journey. But most of the time, we don't see where they're going. That's the sad part of our journey, isn't it? As a believer, sometimes we have our own direction. I think I believe with all my heart that God has given a leadership in the church a pastor or a leader in the church that God wants us to have to see that vision to see that promised land and direction to go there that we need to follow we need to follow that direction to see where they are going so that we will not lost our way towards that promised land amen we need because there is a need and uh, the truth as well is that you need a space because you cannot touch the Ark of the Covenant, otherwise you die. Remember that? When they were transporting that covenant. It's important that we will not touch the presence of God w- without being purified. It's very important because the next word, that, uh, the prescription that God wants us to do is that we need to purify or sanctify, consecrate ourselves. Consecrate our heart we need not just to obey the word but we have to sanctify ourselves and set god before us as a story just now he says he he even asked the priest to stood to stand uh, firmly at the at the edge of that river i mean on the river when they put the when we, when they, uh, they step their feet on it they said stand firm he says and i want you to build a memorial for me. Pick a stone and make it a memorial. I, I, don't, I wonder what, what type of stone are they carrying? You know? It's definitely not this small. Because this memorial is supposed to be an object lesson for the next generation to come. Yeah? I wonder how big that boulder is. But I think it's important for us because they want us to see, God wants us to see his presence, his faithfulness, his goodness, his promises to us. He says, set your heart before God. Now, this is the the crossing over. I think I believe this one. He says, step into, set up, step by faith, stand firmly, create a space. For God to work. Step into. Most of the time we are scared to step into. Isn't it? Especially if you are not familiar. Set up. Step by faith. You know God says we are not just to walk by faith. Oh, we, we, we just not walk by sight. But we walk by faith. And not just by sight. Set up a memorial of God. Build an altar to the Lord. It's important to build our altar for God. And we have to stand firm. We have to seek the word of the Lord. Stand firm in His word. And then we have to create a space. Let God, and let God do the work. Just obey. See, there's a saying that I like when I have a... uh, mentor he always said this when you work god rest when you rest god works it means that if we do in our own strength and our own ability god will start working if we seek the word of the lord and then we allow god to work through us he will continue to work to do the will and to do his good purpose in us let's serve him From the place of restedness and not restlessness, isn't it? And most of the time, when you are in the wilderness, it's very restless. You don't have the restedness. Our posture is a worship, not a worries. Our our posture should be a worshipping heart and worshipping lives, not worrying life. That's supposed to be our posture. The posture is, the, the promises of God is this. It says, press on towards his promises. Because th- here, I'd like to share this as an as a, as a, as a observation. This is a five or six lesson on this, um, on Joshua, on crossing the river. Let me read it to you. Entering the promised land was a long-awaited dream for the new generation of Israelites after wandering in 40 years. It was also the fulfillment of the Abrahamic covenant of promise. One of the foundation covenant in the Bible, and it's, uh, it, it's some of hope and dreams you have that seems like it never happened. That was like 40 years is supposed to be almost not happening at all. But that crossing is so important. It is the fulfillment of the promises, the, the covenant of God in our lives, and even for, for the people of Israel, uh, the Abrahamic covenant that they have. Crossing into the promised land is also a picture of a living life of, in victory. So it's, it's a picture that we are victorious in our life when we cross over. Crossing to the Jordan was such a much bigger miracle than we think. You know what the miracle is? 12 kilometers away, the water stopped in one heap. It's almost like the water stopped and it files up. 12 kilometers away. That's why they were able to cross over to the other side. Now, I've been to, to Jordan River three times. I've been to Israel four times and Israel, uh, the jordan river is not a big it's not it's not really big river but during this season it was big because it was like uh there was a, like uh uh in in a year that the, the 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 weather is is like uh stormy and it's always high water and it's it's, it's like a it says that during this time what happened is that the water was was really strong and there was a lot of water coming out. But 12 kilometers away, when this thing happened, when the priest stepped into the, the Jordan River, 12 kilometers away, the water stopped to flow so that they can cross over. It was a big miracle. It was almost the same as crossing that, that, the Red Sea. That the Red Sea parted. But this one, it was not parted both sides. It was somewhere 12 kilometers it stopped until the water dries or almost enough for them to cross over to the other side. It was a big miracle. The The miracle was almost similar to the Red Sea, like the Exodus. The water of Jordan stopped flowing the moment the priest stepped into the water. God requires the priest to take a step of faith and then he acted, isn't it? Sometimes we just need to step a step of faith and God will act on our behalf. Amen. 6. God ordered Joshua to set up a memorial after crossing the Jordan so that we can remind the generations to come that God is faithful and always faithful to fulfill his covenant with us amen he has a covenant with you corporately he has a covenant with us personally individually but this morning i want to hear i want to i'm here to tell you that god is faithful to fulfill that covenant with you and for the church as well, he will not lie, he will be faithful to complete it. Amen and I believe as, as Joshua leads this procession, I think I believe in all my heart that when when uh, Joshua was uh, uh, marching toward this there was there was a uh, he says, as he was marching towards that That Jordan River, I believe that Joshua remember what he sees in Moses' life when he was with Moses. That God indeed still fulfilling his promises. He fulfills his promises to us and to his people. I don't know this morning whether you have lost Or being discouraged, you are discouraged about not being able to see the promise, the fulfillment of God's promises in your life. But I assure you, as the Word of God is uh, speaking to us this morning, that God is faithful to fulfill His promises. And He will bring you to cross over to your promised land. I believe. Whatever that God has laid in your life here as a church corporately, God will fulfill it. God is faithful to fulfill that promised land, that promises. Even for your individual promises that God has for you, for the individual promises that God has for us, He will be faithful to fulfill it. Amen? So this morning, as we close, as we bring it to a close, I pray that this morning, as we, as we seek or sought the word of the Lord, as we subject ourselves to do his prescribed order on how we live our life, how we, we pursue the ministry that the Lord has given us. I pray that the Lord will, will speak to our heart and that we will come before God and say, God. Here I am. I want to consecrate my life so that when I enter into the promised land, I'll be able to enter and enjoy the fullness of what you have for me and what you have promised in my life. Or even as a church. But remember this, create a space for God to work in your life. If you have too many and you are so full within you, God has no space to move and to fulfill it in our lives. Amen? We need to create a space this morning. I don't know what space do you need to create this morning, what you need to remove in your life, but I pray that this morning we will create a space for God. It might be a space for you to, to go and, and pray in the morning, to, to have a discipleship, to, be, to have someone to pray with you, or to, to pray for someone, or somebody that you read the Bible with. I don't know what kind of space you want to create for God. But I pray that this morning you will create a space for God. Because, as, as I said, you know, in, in Philippines, as a closing, you know, when you want to catch a, mon- a monkey, it's very easy to catch a monkey. You need to, to take, uh, we have a coconut in Philippines, we have plenty of coconut, coconut tree. For me, uh, for us to catch the monkey, he says, you have to take the coconut tree, uh, coconut, uh, the, the cocoa, the fruit. You have to cut it and you make a hole that's just enough for the, the hand of the monkey to go in. Okay. Once the monkey put the, 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 the hands inside with something that he wants to grab, once he hold it he will never let go of it so but because of that his hand will be got will be stuck into that fruit to that coconut fruit and he could he cannot run because that that fruit is tied to some tree so that's how we catch them easily yeah because that hands has no more space he won't he won't let go of anything if he only will, if the monkey will only let it go it will come out easily as he goes in as it, as it goes in you know sometimes in our life in our journey sometimes there are good things in life that we need to let go in life isn't it so for god so that that we can hold on to god's promises and and fulfill and obey God in our lives. We just have to let go so that he can give us what he promises us. Amen? We just need to let go. I don't know, maybe that's the space that you need to create. Let go of something else. And then God will give you his promises. Amen? Let's pray. Father, this morning, I pray that We will create a space in our life. May it be someone that we need to read the word of God with. Maybe we create a space for a life group. Or someone that we can study the word of God and share life and journey life together. Or maybe there are things in life, Lord. Our personal life that we need to create a space with. Maybe we need to create a space for our personal devotion. Our our life of prayer our life of worship maybe we need to let go of something and create a space in our life lord that we we will make a disciple and we 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 will walk uh, in tandem with what you are doing in our midst or maybe uh, a service to the lord father i pray this morning that we will create the space. God, we pray that as we cross over to the other side, to our promises, Lord, that we will hear your word so clearly that you will speak to us again with a crystal clear voice that, that we need to follow your prescribed order. There is an order in, that we will order our life and we will order, follow the order that you want us to do and to follow. And at the same time, Lord, we will sanctify our lives so that there is nothing that, that uh, would hinder us to obey, to fulfill, and to enter into the says that you have for us, into our promised land. And we ask this in the most precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.